You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks, the Wives Edition Minus Ruthie, because I said something that hurt her feelings on Monday. Yes. <laughs> She's still I here, said, ladies. I, I just don't want to talk anymore because people will just think I'm lying or stretching yes. the truth. <laughs> and to that I say, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. It's Wednesday. Oh, we should have recorded five minutes ago. <laughs> what was going on with you two? Um, anyway. I don't want to put another parental warning. Yes, <laughs> that's right. All last week was the parental warning. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. I put that on and put it on Instagram. I, we're through the roof with numbers. <laughs> yeah. What are they saying? What are they saying? We'll put on a wives' warning. Ladies, don't listen to this. It's horrendous. A bandaid over their mouths. Exactly. What women keep silence in the bowels of the earth. <laughs> oh my word! Oh yeah, that was Wait. another time he said something oh, no, really that's, nice about me. Oh no, that's just it? our dog running upstairs. Yes. <laughs> PJ Van Ammon has said twelve times this week. Just shut your mouth and get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some great one-liners, don't we? <laughs> We're divorced, but we have We're one-liners. Divorced. That is why I don't listen to Jeff Talks. Exactly. <laughs> no, she does listen. She does listen. No, she's telling the... No, she... Okay. I'm just stretching the truth. <laughs> Finally admitted it. Oh, man. Oh, man. My wife is one of the most truthful people I've ever met. Oh, boy. Life. Here we go. <laughs> Digging the hole. <laughs> dig, dig, dig a little deeper. Uh, welcome to Wednesday. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Hump day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we started talking about the Bible, and we started talking about how to implement it in our homes and in our families. And there are a lot of resources that are available. Can out you name one? And name one. I don't need to. <laughs> what I wanted to make the point was is that if you have the desire to implement it, to try to do things. Now, I don't think you do the same thing all the time with the kids because they get bored. You might get a little bit stale and you, no. know, you, you just you know, mix it up from time to time. Sometimes you're going to read a Bible story. Sometimes you're going to read a maybe a, uh, a good Christian novel and close with a verse or something. There, But... I just think that there needs to be time. Obviously, the Word of God is most important, but you use the Word of God and you pray together. I, I think that's so important that kids need to hear their parents calling out their name in prayer. So when I read 10 chapters a day to our kids, that probably wasn't a good idea. <laughs> I used to do Little House on the Prairie episodes for our devotion time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We did uh, Andy Griffith. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the it just jogged my mind. We did in the summer have them read the when they were young that little kids' Pilgrim's Progress from mm-hmm. oh, from uh, the kids one. They were twenty at the time, but yeah, they were. <laughs> we just now gave it to Al it. for his new reading for him to be able to do that. I I will agree. I think it has to be fun. I think you have to keep that time lighthearted and fun. Um, it doesn't have to be yuck it up all the time, but I think for for kids, again, when they're six, their attention span is like three minutes, six minutes tops. So you got to give them something that they can get that's easy to digest and move on from there. Yeah, because when they're when they're teens, their limit is twenty minutes tops. So yeah, twenty minutes. Right. And we have geared this to young adults and teens. Yeah, yeah there you go. Four days. <laughs> <laughs> you don't forget anything for four days. <laughs> it's like the soul hovering over the body. <laughs> All right, so how many, how often would you say that ladies would get together for like a Bible study? Like either a church-organized thing or maybe an individual-sponsored su- kind of a thing. I mean, how often... Do ladies get together for Bible study? On their own, are you meaning? Or like church-sponsored, you just said? I said either okay. or. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, I went to Mrs. Thompson's Bible study for years, every week. Yeah. At the church? At Cleveland Baptist, yeah. That was awesome. What Was that during the week or on Tuesdays? On Tuesdays. Every Sunday. Tuesday, and then they went out visitation right after that. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, we had actually talked about that. I think times have changed that way, too. It's a really hard because ladies work during the day now, yeah. so you can't. I, I was just talking to another pastor's wife about that. I said, I find ladies today don't feel the necessity almost for many extracurricular activities because right. they're so busy. And I did find, and, and I'll say this because I'm a woman myself, so I can say this. Women start out strong. Like you say, oh, we're going to do a 12-week Bible study, and they're all excited, and everybody's there for like two weeks. And then they right. start to peter out we did it one time through our sunday school or uh church wednesday or or sunday whatever we had a 12-week thing and they they actually stuck with it the whole time but they had homework type of thing and they would come back in and we would talk about it sunday school hour yeah Yeah. so there's been other times that you've done them you know here and there or monthly i was gonna say that's i feel like if it's at church when they're going to be at church anyhow then they're usually more apt to stick through because it's just like a class. I think right? our ladies enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did that for a while too. And then I started doing, I would just do a four-week series like at my house every now and then. Mm-hmm. Like I did one on the love languages and, you know, one on, on child rearing and stuff. And I found that was a really good length of time where everybody stayed excited about it, finished the whole thing, yeah. and it, it, it didn't did drag one. on too long. I did one on uh, being, Mary in a Mar- being Mary in a Martha world off of that book. It wasn't a King James one, so I typed up my own little lessons per yep. chapter. Yeah. And they didn't have the book. I just taught it week by week and used the concepts out of that. And that one was one of the ladies' favorites. Tell, tell about the email list that you have and sending devotions to those ladies. Oh, yeah. I just um, I have an email group that we started just with a lot of pastor's wives. It's just called Encouraging Each Other in Ministry. And um, just per- periodically send out little thoughts or share verses or something that I've gotten out of my devotional 
And um, you don't often get a response. So I said to him, you're not sure, like, oh, does anybody do this? But then when I talk to ladies, they'll be like, oh, thank you for sending that. Or I really, that was a blessing or whatever. So I thought it's something little we can do that can just be an encouragement to each other or just sending a text. I know that there's a lot of uh, online Bible programs that will send you a verse of the day um, and give you a Bible reading schedule that you can follow as well. That's something that you can use. And I think kids would be apt to use that today because I, I don't know how many younger kids have Where phones. Where do you find it? But, um, Olive Tree uh, okay. has Thank that. <laughs> <laughs> the resource. I have, I have a lengthy list of resources. <laughs> Bible Hub. Yes. Um, BibleStudy.org. Um. Well, I've used that KJV Bible dramatized, dramatized, and I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. You can just put it on while you're. Yeah, that getting ready that's in the something morning. I do a lot. Is whenever I'm driving, yeah. I'll turn the turn the Bible app on and let it read. You he know? likes you what Scurby. Or mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Scorby. Scorby. Sorry. Scorby, I think it's a I don't have it Scurby. Right. There, there was and a guy that really didn't eat oh, very many Scurby. fruits. Scurby. And, right. and so, you know, he was scurvy. Scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. No lemons for you. Sir, <laughs> so, may I have a lime? No. <laughs> we'll read the Bible. <laughs> Somehow we have a rush idea what we're talking about. Sure, they into a Russian accent here. Right now. <laughs> Scurvy goodness and mercy. You know? Scurvy goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we should never get together. <laughs> it goes downhill, people. It is always downhill. Serious episode. Do <laughs> you ask for resources? Here we are. <laughs> Oh my. We gave you two. Now we're done. Your kids will never read the Bible. <laughs> just, just give up on it. It's over. Listen to Tim talk. What if, to what if we wealth. did the dramatized Bible? Oh. And the horses. <laughs> no, it's my wife. Oh, that's right. <laughs> was that? Wait a minute. Which wife was that? That was me again. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> this is why people always say to him, your wife's going to get a special reward in heaven. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to get something and special so, in the so <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to get something, right? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, where are we going now? <laughs> Resource. All right, so. Rain us in. No, the, the desire, when somebody has a desire to learn the word, you're going to find ways, but I think it's our responsibility, not just as pastors, but as believers, as fellow believers, if we're a little bit older in the faith, that, that we need to encourage that. I know it happened one time about seven or eight years ago, but a young Christian coming to church, and he talked to me after, because I was doing Bible studies with him every week, and he said, hey, pastor, he said, <laughs> I'm around unbelievers all day long. He was a student at OSU. And he said, man, I come to church. I want to talk to people about the Bible. Nobody wants to talk about the Bible in church. They want to talk about the sports game or this or that. He said, is it okay to talk about the Bible before and after church? And so when he wasn't there, you know, I I just had said, you know, somebody asked about us. I said, we just need to, you know, consider, you know, because, you know, there's many of us that are, older in the Lord, 
And so there's certainly nothing wrong or sinful about talking about the game or what happened, but you know, or where we found a sale or something. But uh, because we're just fellowshipping, but you know, there's people that still they they yearn to be with believers, and and they really want that fellowship. And it, I think it really helped our church whenever he asked me that question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I think too that rather than just make your kids study the Bible or you know, have a program. I think you've got to teach them to want to do that. I think, like you said, when you want to do that. And I, I don't know that we sometimes try to culture that into our kids that the reading the Bible is fun. It's fun when you find cool things in the Bible. It's fun when God gives you something and you see it come to fruition. Um, but it I, isn't always fun. It's not always. You know, it's that duty right. that needs to be done. But then the Lord blesses that duty. Yeah. I think also the sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. You read through a, you read through a book of the Bible, you sixty five more, and you've you've done them all. You know, and and I think helping in the Old Testament. I mean, the Book of Numbers. Now that's that's a barrel of laughs right there. Leviticus. Well, Leviticus, yeah, yeah, that, that's a ton of fun. Um, I, I think you you have to some way you know make that a game or make that a challenge or you know. F- find this word in your reading, something like that. And and then it has to be implemented into their lives where I'm doing this, not just because it's fun. I think it starts when they're young doing that, but because it's helping me, it's, it's giving me what I need. And it's part of God's order for us to know his word. Well, if they're little, I would, I would probably avoid them, you know, reading yes. those sections all yes. the time. Yeah. But you get it in middle elementary, you know, if you've got to go to read your Bible all the way through, then go all the way through with it. You know, I'll never forget one pastor talking about they got their son a Bible for Christmas. And during the spring, he said, hey, Dad, look at this. There's a page missing out of Hosea. It, you know, and, and the pastor thought, I wonder if I've got pages missing out of my wow. Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, that I've never noticed because right. maybe I've never read that particular Bible all the way through. And he was just he was just blessed and convicted that his kids said, I got a page missing on my Bible. How many people may have a page or two missing on their Bible? I have no idea. I thought about this with our boys. I think a lot of times they did see also their papa and their mama's Bibles were readily yes. available on on the table, the end table. Mm-hmm. And I know Steve and them would pick that up and see all the used, like you could tell that it was used and read and reread and read. And they've seen, I know even my grandpa Santo, he had his yes. Bible on his lap always as he sat there. Um, he didn't really watch TV much. He he had his Bible on his lap and his magnifying glass yes, and all he that. He got older, his magnifying glass is always there. So I think them also seeing an example of us just going through God's Word and seeing that example, that is that is just like a heritage that that is a foundation. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think that's as important as anything is just, just like anything else we teach our kids is the example we set before them. And right. I, I still remember my mom telling me that. She said, I I told the Lord years ago, I won't feed my body until I feed my soul. So she'd get up in the morning, she wouldn't have mm-hmm. a cup of coffee, she wouldn't eat any breakfast until she'd sat down and read her Bible. And just things like that that stick with you, that teach you as as much as any method or any other thing you could have to try and use with your kids is just that 
everyday example of living that before them. And I still to this day love to send my kids every now and then I'll just have a really good devotion that I'll think, I think they'd enjoy this and I'll, I'll send it to them through email or something like that. Just, you know, hoping that it'll be a blessing to them. And, and at the same time, letting them know, Hey, your, your mom's still learning. I still need to learn things from God's word every day. My dad was 90 and I was there at their apartment and in the adjacent bedroom there, and I'd get up, and he would have already been up because he couldn't sleep, really. And his Bible had been open. He'd been reading, and he would pace up and down and just be praying out loud because he wasn't used to anyone else being there. But it's such an example to all of us to have that kind of godly heritage. I, um, I think maybe we'll carry this into Friday. One of the things that my kids started doing as they got older into their early teen lives is— they started looking at the Bible critically, and it was a it was a tough thing for us at first. They came home from Bible college, and they would we'd be sitting around the Sunday table, and they would they would start asking questions like, "Why do we believe this?" and 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 uh, here's a challenge of some of those things. Man, that was tough, and I I got upset. I got really mad one time, and they we. You know, after I calmed down, they said, Dad, here's why we're doing this. We're looking at it from a different vantage point so that we can answer our friends who have these same questions. But that's how they were studying the Bible. And they were coming out with the right answers with what we believed, but they looked at it from a different perspective. And I, yeah, that was very hard for me at first. But once they did that, I thought, that's not that's not a bad thing. So, well, it all depends on how you question. Right. You know, I mean, if you're if you're sincere— well, why why is this? How come I'm doing this? Well, good. You you know you're seeking the truth. The Lord's going to always show the truth. But when it, you know the Bible talks about the, forgot the exact verse, but in Proverbs about uh, you know a a critical spirit basically is is going to choke out that understanding of the scripture, and and so you don't have that spiritual understanding if we approach it in a, in a critical spirit or, a, you know, the way of a scorning spirit that we don't find any value in it. But, I mean, that's that better. We all better get to that point of why and what am I going to assimilate in my life and why? Because mom and dad aren't always going to be around. Yeah, I think there's a lot of Christians that, know what they believe but not why they believe it and then it's hard to to defend what you believe or really share that with people effectively if you don't know the why behind it and i think that is so important for us to to learn that as well this is why i believe what i believe and why i practice it in my life anything else yes um how do you get busy people to get in the bible you know, mm-hmm. let, I I, th- I think honestly, the majority of everybody in an independent Baptist church who attends faithfully, I think that there is a desire to want to be in the Bible. And I, th- I think sometimes, obviously, if we want something strong enough, bad enough, we're going to get it done. But sometimes it's just the desire is there, but the how-to just isn't. So... What would you say? Let, let's say ladies at work, you know, you're getting the kids up. You know, what, what would you say to a lady who works who says, I really need to get the Bible to be part of my life, and I, I just can't figure out how? Great question. I have um, we'll, see if, I've, we'll leave it for Friday. Oh, okay. No, it's okay. That's 19 <laughs> minutes and 10 seconds. So. 
Let's go 50 <laughs> seconds of dead air. Yes. Or we could just sign off <laughs> and, you know, keep to our regimented format. Yes, sir. We will. <laughs> you I people forgot are what I was going to say. You yeah. people are impossible. I'm going to study the Bible right now. <laughs> Find some verses on insubordination, <laughs> retaliation. The death penalty. <laughs> the death penalty, yes. <laughs> Corporal punishment. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. In frustration, this is Al Stone from St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, urging you to help us once again to match our special offering this year, $186,000 U.S. or $250,000 Canadian. We've crossed over the $100,000 mark, and we have till the end of the year to finish this out, but let's do it now in these summer months as we get ready. Before you go on vacation, do something to help us, would you please? We want to finish. We're, we're uh, in New Brunswick right now. We are covering it as quickly as we can, and then on to go back, and we've finished our nation. If you'd help with that, man, we'd sure appreciate it. This is Al Stone. And on my left. Ruthie Stone. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please make sure you give us a rating, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. And last but not least, Denise. This is Tim Talks, the friendly, loving, helpful podcast that brings you into our hearts, into our homes, into our lives every week. And for that, we thank you. This is The Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.